reminder uh, before this week's show if uh if you're wanting to reach out to me uh offer words of wisdom maybe rant vent whatever it is uh do have an email uh more than a drunk at gmail.com again more than a drunk at gmail.com or on uh twitter uh which i i, I just i don't check it very often uh it is not my social media of choice uh and so i don't go on there a whole lot uh, it is um yeah i'm gonna try and change that try but uh we'll see how far i get in the next week here anyway so yeah anything everything uh send it over to me whether it's you want to tell me how bad i suck at this how bad quitting alcohol sucks maybe you have just anything send it over more than a drunk at gmail.com other than that uh away we go What do you do when you hit some sort of adversity or just something else in life doesn't go your way? I know what I did two months ago. I would have came home, went straight for the fridge, cracked open the first bottle, and probably would have had way too many that evening. Now that I am sober, it puts a whole different perspective on it hitting hitting the adversity and and I think this really highlights to me how much I used alcohol to numb things uh and and I didn't even didn't even know it uh this week I've had a couple things that that didn't go my way and and were rather frustrating typically I w- I would have hit the bottle maybe drank 3 or 4 nights in a row no regard for you know going every other night or anything like that and that would have been perfectly normal the bad thing about that, though, is is you don't get a chance to sit there and think clearly about what you should do, what you can do, what uh, maybe maybe why it happened to where you know things didn't go your way, and that is uh, and that's a shame that you can't think through that when you're when you're drinking, right? It, it makes it easier because you can kind of you forget about it, or or maybe you know you get. Uh, a sheet and a half to the wind and and all of a sudden you, you you start you know popping off like oh you know i should have done this and next time i'm going to tell that person this that and the other thing and blah 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 uh at least that's what i would do there's some people that when they get drunk and they get into that that mindset of you know this is what i should have told them next thing then you know they're telling the other people those things and there are some thoughts that uh that probably should stay in our heads those thoughts are the ones that come out at the worst times. And now that now that I'm sober, I, I can actually, I can stop and think like, okay, you know, these things didn't go the way I wanted to. One was uh, trying to plan a 50th wedding anniversary for my parents. And in, in my parents' typical fashion, uh, I should say my dad especially, uh, doesn't want anything to do with any sort of celebration about him. And and he has some health issues going on right now that uh, that I think he's he's self conscious about, you know, completely understandable. And especially with those health issues, and I mean they're celebrating their fiftieth wedding anniversary, uh, so they're not exactly spring chickens. Uh, so it's a matter of you know just getting people together to celebrate. Hey, you know, you've led a pretty awesome life. 
and so so that's that's frustrating when when it gets you know the party gets shut down as you're trying to like plan stuff out and think stuff through and all those kind of things and even some of the other stuff we had planned for 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 that weekend you know just just kind of shutting all that down it's it's frustrating right i'm hitting probably i'm, I'm hitting an extra uh sparkling water this evening lacroix i've got the piña afraise and the cerise limon i have no idea if i'm pronouncing this correctly uh, but they're delicious and then of course costco has in co- tr- typical costco fashion has some delicious uh kirkland brand sparkling water so i'm hitting that and uh in recording this so, so it, in terms of handling it it's 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 a matter of okay you know i got something to satisfy whatever i need with you know having having a drink in my hand and and consuming it it's not alcoholic so that's nice and my my poor mother uh she was unfortunately the one that that bore the brunt of a lot of those uh late evening uh rant sessions which uh sucks doubly for her because not only do i have a drinking problem uh my middle brother has a drinking problem as well and and he he'll text her a lot more than i do but and and again that's that's another example that you know, when when you've had a few, and and maybe you had a rough day, or or you think the world's out to get you, you know, either or, uh, the tendency to to then lash out when you're when you're two, three, four sheets to the wind is is kind of ever present. And then, of course, the next day, you look at you know, the messages sent out or calls or, or whatever, God forbid you get into actual physical fights. Uh, and then, then you have to live with the consequences of, the, of those actions. And, you know, for, for a lot of people that, you know, the, the repeated offenses of that ruin relationships, uh, cause them to, to miss out on time with family. Maybe their kids get taken away, all, all those kind of things. Uh, but definitely when when you're sober and and this is another you know notch in the belt to where you can when you're when you're having those rough days that that you really want to drink you know you, you can lean on this to where you're you're not going to wake up the next morning regretting something that drunk you said right cuz drunk you makes a lot of stupid decisions i mean lord knows the sober me makes enough stupid decisions for probably 10 people let alone throwing booze on top of that. And I'm sure you're you're possibly the same way. Uh to where it's just like, oh God, what did I what did I do that for? It's challenging to be sober and, and go through times like this to where, you know, not everything's going your way. You really have to not rely on a bottle of, of something to, to numb it. Uh you really have to start kind of facing a lot of your, your challenges and fears and all that kind of stuff. Um the other part of it was trying to get, uh, and, and part of the reason why, uh, I really, uh, kicked off, uh, sobriety, trying to get my ADHD treated using medicine. And unfortunately the most effective treatments also come with a risk of addiction, which when you're addicted to alcohol is generally kind of a red flag that, Hey, maybe we shouldn't be taking this. Um, so anyway, so this is a kind of kicking the alcohol and then you know you circle back around with the doctor and say hey you know been sober for this while it's like okay yeah we're still not gonna 
we're not going to do anything. You know, give me a call in three months. And it's like, God, you know, I, I just, I just want this help to be able to function normally, right. Without having to take 10 steps when I should probably only need to take two. And so kind of battling through that is, um, and, and again, and I even thought of, thought of this today. Um, you know, it's like, well, screw it. I could just, you know, go back to drinking and at least a few hours a day, forget that I forget everything or lose everything or, you know, Oh, squirrel. Obviously drinking one that makes ADHD worse when you, when you wake up in the morning and you're hungover and all that kind of stuff. So you got a piss poor night's sleep. Then your mind is just that much foggier. Um, and, and the nice thing is being sober. It's, it's like, okay, nope, this, you know, this isn't getting any better. So it's, it's pretty clearly there's wires crossed in my head that shouldn't be hitting that, that roadblock towards like, okay, this isn't happening as I thought it would. I could numb it. You know, I could just, you know, do it and forget about it or, you know, and then go, go through the, the whole ranting to where you get it off your chest to, to nobody in particular. That's usually what I did. You know, I'd be down in my, my wood shop and, you know, God, the, the, the tongue lashings I gave nobody in particular down in there were legendary. You know, it makes, uh, makes some of the, the great speeches of sports history look, look tame. That never really solved anything though, right? It gets it off your chest, but it doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't help you face it. It doesn't help you figure out, okay, this is what I need to do. You know, I, I need to circle back with the doctor and say, hey, you know, what, what is the plan of attack here? So far, you've told me to do A, B, and C. I've done A, B, and C, and now I'm still in limbo here. Drunk me would have just cursed him out in my basement. Uh, cursed him out without him being there, I guess I should say. Cursing him out in my basement sounds like I've abducted him and have him chained up in my basement, which I totally don't. I promise. But anyway, so so then I was able to today then, you know, circle back around and say, give him a call, say, hey, you know, what what is the plan of action here? So I did something productive, right? And and it, it was nice. I, I still got that same feeling of, okay, it's it's off my chest now. We'll we'll see what he says and kinda go from there. Right. So, so now I was I was not only able to get it off my chest, I was able to handle it, I was able to be productive without alcohol getting in there and gumming everything up. It's just such a such a good feeling to know that you're alive. Such a happy feeling. The feeling inside. I mean if it, it feels like personal growth, right? Towards like, okay, you know, I hit this roadblock and we're figuring out ways to solve it. If if I could just solve my roadblock of getting to bed at a decent time, that would be great. Um, the joys the joys of a decade of drinking, going to bed drunk, uh, or at least with a with a couple beers and under your belt, um, really wreck havoc with your ability to get any sort of decent sleep, or at least fall asleep uh, in, in a reasonable fashion. So you know, I could sit there and I could toss and turn for a couple hours, uh, or I could be up doing this kind of stuff for a couple hours. Which hey. Uh, at least I'm not drinking, which is good. Um, being productive, uh, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully you're getting some sort of use out of this to know that you know when those cravings hit, or or when life throws you curveballs, that the answer certainly isn't back at drinking. Uh, that that's not going to help you in any way, shape, or form. That's not going to solve any problems. That's just going to make it make it worse for you. 
I mean, not only now did you not solve the problem, but then you're going to wake up feeling guilty that, oh, God damn it, I drank, drank last night. Now I got to stop, you know, start over at, uh, at drink number one. Not drink number one. Day, day one, my mind is not working. Usually I have, um, have outlines that I can kind of go through this, but tonight I was just like, okay, I just need to, to go with it. You're, you're hearing the, the consequences of that decision. So long story short, uh, just know that, you know, as things happen in life and they will happen that you didn't plan for that are not going your way that, uh, you know, maybe is a setback or some sort of awful thing has happened. Going back to the alcohol isn't going to solve it at all. Cause and, and again, remember, remember my mantra, say that five times fast. You know that that one drink isn't gonna isn't gonna make you feel better, right? Because you're gonna want a second one, and a third one, and, and a fifth one, and a twelfth one, and then you're gonna still want more booze. Then you're gonna wake up not feeling any better, without anything solved, probably hungover, because you're gonna sit there and try and pound the same amount you did before. It's not gonna help. And and as I always say, if 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 you do fall off the wagon. I, you know what? You're you're fighting the good fight. It's it's not easy. Um, you know, times like this, it's it's challenging. And uh, and certainly, no one faults you for for falling off. It's it's a bumpy ride. Really, someone needs to invest in some sort of shock absorbers uh, for the wagon. That would be nice. I would I would chip in a couple bucks for for a real nice set of springs or shock absorbers or maybe something. Um, but yeah, it's bumpy. It throws a lot of people off. Uh, and so just know you're not the only one, uh, and just get back on, you know, I'll give you a hand up and, uh, and, and we'll solve this together. But yeah, I mean, when, when life throws you curveballs, lay off them and that's what they do in baseball. Sometimes if, you know, and every once in a while, life is going to throw you a curveball that hangs. So in baseball, uh, uh when a curveball hangs, that means it, it doesn't do anything. So it's just, it's like this meter of a pitch. And that's what the batter wants to get. They want to get like a hanging curveball that they can just crush out of the park. And so there's going to be times to where, you know, you hit roadblocks, life throws your curveball, and it's going to hang, and you can just knock it out of the park. Or maybe just get a single, you know? Um, you certainly don't need to strike out. So um, with that, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. Um, best wishes to you. Good luck. It, it's not easy, it's bumpy. But uh, just know that, that for today, I will not drink with you.